That's right. We made it to Atlanta. <laughs> We're going to kick it up for the attitude of gratitude. We want to say thank you, God, first of all, for bringing us together together on this special occasion, for orchestrating everything, you know? Um, and with that being said, I want to welcome you to the High Vibrations Only podcast, where we have something for everyone. We are all about inspiration, motivation, elevation. It's all about continuously evolving into a higher, better expression of yourself. We want to make you feel good, make you feel like you could take on the world, because guess what, baby? You could take on the world. This right here is a special episode because um, I am blessed, privileged, honored to be sitting right next to one of the most important people in hip hop, <laughs> in culture, in music, in Atlanta, in the country. Some people say he's like the mayor of Atlanta. No. In November of 2022, Radio Facts named him to their power player list. He is many things to a lot of people, a leader a change agent, a decision maker, shifting the culture, turning the conversation in a new direction. Listen, to me, he is a friend, a brother, a mentor, and so much more. I am talking about the vice president of Sirius XM and Pandora, programming director for Sirius XM Pandora now, the one and only Joshua J1 Rayford. Welcome to the show, sir. I don't think I've ever had an intro like that. In my whole entire life. I might have to bring you out on the road with me a couple of times, man. That was oh, awesome. Oh, man, no, listen. I was like, who's he talking about? I'm turning around like, oh, wow. It, 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 because it comes from the heart, man. Listen. I know it does. I know it does. It, it's such an honor, man. I, w I was just saying offline that, you know, fresh out of college, you know, 2015, 2016, when I started my career in Radio Radio 1 DC, it was such an honor to have met you at that time and yeah. to work with you. And, you know, one of the things that, that drew me to you was the fact that, you know, not only did you inspire by what you, what you say, you inspire by what you do. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was this thing about servant leadership. One of the things you always used to say to us that I carry with me everywhere I go is control the controllables. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and before we go into all the amazing stuff that you're doing, I'm curious to know, because with the thing about you is J1 doesn't just say, Go move that box. He'll say, <laughs> let's go move that box. Let's go move that I box. I never forget a story. We had a conflict. It was sales. Sales had an event and programming had an event. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to the sales event. And you said, let's just give me the camera. I go shoot it. And you put it together. Make sure you give me my credit because I shot that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you oh, went. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah. And you went and did it. And I'm curious. Talk about where did that come from, you being a servant leader? Because I think this is something that we don't see enough of in this day and age, especially in our industry. Just about how you were brought up. Where did that come from? Um, well, I mean, really, it, it, it comes from the Bible okay. at the end of the day. Right. Remember, Jesus said, and I don't want to misquote Christ. Yeah. So I will somewhat paraphrase it, but um, he who is greatest is the one who serves. Yeah. So... At the end of the day, if you want to be a great leader, right. you have to understand how to follow first yeah. yes. and understand that you're the one that needs to be in the trenches yeah. or on the battlefield yeah. with your team. Yeah. And I wouldn't ask anybody to do something that either I'm not willing to do or I haven't done yes. before. Yes. Right? Yes. So. Yeah, it might be a task that 
that I'm not doing anymore, right. but I have done. Yes. So I could speak from experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I'm a firm believer in if you want people to really go to bat for you or your mm-hmm. team to go to bat for you and and run through a wall yeah. for you, you have to be willing to do the same thing and more. You have to show them first and build up that trust. Absolutely. That's what's up. Listen, you, you have such an incredible journey, um, you know, just from being a 14-year-old DJ in Harlem, New York, to where you're at now as the vice president of Service Excellent Pandora. And, you know, graduated Morehouse, you know. <laughs> yes. Th- the house. The house. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, but, you know, I was looking at something that was interesting to me, and, and, and I didn't want to get it wrong. So, you know, I did my due diligence. Um, graduated Morehouse, like you had your BA in business marketing management and related support services, mm-hmm. masters in marketing, and an MBA from Georgia State University. Yes. Now, with all of this, somebody would say, why don't you just get like a, 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 a job in like a business corporation, like a company, something like that. What was it about like the industry? Because I, I was trying to figure out was that because you've always had the passion for music because mm-hmm. with that, I would think that you, you know, go into business, but you decided to go into radio. Yeah. Um, I mean, it. it's kind of a, a complicated story, but it's, it's not. <laughs> So my parents are, are big on education. So they always encouraged me to not only get a college degree, but get some sort of master's degree, whether it was going to law school, business school or whatever. So I kind of had that thought process when I graduated from college, because I I really didn't know where my career was going to take me because mm. it was during like the recession and all that. And there yeah. wasn't a lot of jobs available. Yeah. And I was doing parties when I was in college, but it's, it's completely different after you graduate. Yeah. You ain't on the yard no more. And yeah. you're trying to appeal to a, a crowd that don't even know you like yeah. that. So I was struggling. Yeah. Um, so I was going to go back to, to grad school. I was actually studying to go to law school. Right. And then DJing just started picking up for me to the point I was making a whole bunch of money and I got picked up by radio. Mm -hmm. And then once, you know, I I enjoy reading, but there's a certain type of reading I like to do. I like to read for like leisure and fun. Okay. But anybody who's a lawyer will tell you law school and all that stuff. And even the entrance exam, the LSAT, you got to do a lot of reading and it's a, it's boring reading. (laughs) And I I was just like, man, this, this ain't really for me. So I ended up not doing it. Um, so I was getting into, you know, I was DJing and was one of the hottest DJs in the city at the time. And, you know, I, I was having a good time with it. And I just remember I was DJing this one club, And the owner was actually like a former lawyer himself Mm. who had had success and got into the club and restaurant business. And one night he came to me and I, (laughs) he was probably half drunk, (laughs) but he he would always give me these lectures from time to time. And some of them would make sense. Other times he was just rambling, but this particular night he said, he said, J one, you're too smart to be doing this. You need to be, you need to go back to school. You need to go to law school or, or, or get an MBA because you need to be like running a business or something like that. Yeah. And 
He said, because you ain't going to be the young, hot DJ forever. Mm. Y'all DJs come and go. Right. And that money's good now, and you you hot, and everybody loves you. Yeah. But two, three, five years from now, ain't nobody going to be thinking about your old ass. Wow. And I just remember the rest of the night, man, it just sat with me and, 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 and sat with me. And even when I went home, I couldn't really sleep because yeah. I was just thinking about it. I said, man, I, I need to... I need to get back on track. Yeah. And I need to, I need to finish what I I said I was gonna do. Yeah. So, um, I ended up taking the GMAT and and, and enrolling um, in Georgia State. I got accepted in Georgia State's business program. And then, yeah. on the flip side, I didn't really know if I if I was gonna have a future in music mm. at that time because again, I was DJing. I was working at the radio station. Yeah, I was like an on air talent and did a little bit of everything. Uh, I was an assistant programmer, but the guy who was the uh, assistant program director, the number two guy to the program director, Mm -hmm. he had been there for so long and seemed so comfortable with the position. I never thought he was going to leave. So I I was just like, and I love the guy to this day. He was the one that brought me into radio shout to bill black. But at the time, bill had been there for like seven years And I was like, well, maybe he just liked being the assistant program director. I don't know. Right. Maybe he's going to be there. But I'm thinking to myself, well, if he's going to sit there, ain't no upward, right. upward momentum for me or a place for me to go. Yeah. So I said, you know, I, I, I prayed to God and told him straight out. I said, Lord, if there's, if there's not an opportunity with, within music or radio by the time I, I graduate and get my MBA, then I'm going to do something else. Mm. This, ain't, this ain't meant for me. Wow. You know, okay, and it's funny how God works. Yeah, the semester I was supposed to graduate, or the semester I did graduate, Bill ended up taking a job out in Cleveland, and I got his old position. Oh man! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it 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 was a it was an amazing it was amazing uh you know door that God opened God up for opened. me. Yeah, especially like me thinking about not even pursuing music at yeah. that point in my life. Cause like the clubs in the, and DJing was cool, but I was getting burnt out burnt from out. it. I, yeah. I, I yeah. didn't want to be out every night Yeah, and yeah. I'm not even a night person. I'm right. more of a morning person. Right. So right. nights for me leaving my house at midnight, yeah. even when I was at my peak in DJing, it yeah. was, it would be a struggle it's, for yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. But that was part of the reason I went back and got my, uh, my MBA. And then also I'll, I'll be quick about this. Like I just, I've always been brought up that, you know, as as a black man or a black person, yeah. we have to be two, three times yeah. as good as That's our good. counterparts. Yeah. We don't have that that type of, you know, leeway for us to, you know what I'm saying, no, I don't even want to say slack off or anything mm-hmm. like that, but we don't have that type of autonomy not to be on point yeah. because there's already stereotypes about us. Yeah or our work ethic yeah. that when we come into the door, yeah. we have to dispel. Yes. Absolutely. Call it fair, call yeah. it unfair, call it, it what you what want. It is. it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. So I knew if I was going to be an executive, whether it was in the music business or anywhere else, mm-hmm. and let's say my resume was very similar to somebody that didn't look like me, yeah. right? I wanted to have everything on my resume for... Uh, to put myself in the best position to get that to get that spot okay. to become a vice president to right. be on the executive board or whatever right. and i didn't want to leave any excuse yes. 
for why I couldn't be in that executive position. Yeah. Like, yeah, I understand the culture, but I also am very educated. I have a master's degree. Yeah. I have an undergrad Speak degree. Speak on it. <laughs> Speak on it. So what's the reason why I can't <laughs> right. get this position? Absolutely. I've taken leadership courses. Yes, sir. I know how to talk to the boardroom. Yeah. I know how to talk to the streets. Yes. What's the excuse? Yeah. When you take all the excuses off the table, hey. <laughs> either people are going to give you a real answer right. or they go going to open up that door. Yeah, absolutely. That's dope, man. So... I mean, it's 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 amazing. I mean, you going from indie. I mean, when when our paths crossed, it was at Radio One, um, you know, DC. When you came to DC, and you were the PD of KYS, um, and you know, of course, take took the, the the station to number one at the time. But there was something I think was pivotal, and that you did, and it was it was interesting because I was talking to a producer in the DMV, and we were talking about how this event you know, really change the landscape. And I'm talking about those of you know, <laughs> yeah, we talk about Kiss Fest. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. And I mean, that right there, I remember. It hasn't just, been anything like it. Woo! I remember just being on stage. First of all, if y'all don't, we're we going to probably put some, some pictures or whatever in here, but we had we had Ella May at the time. So, we, yeah, the yeah. lineup the lineup was was her. Yep. Ella May, Jacquees, and this is when Ella May and Jacquees was beefing. Beefing. That was at the height of their beef, so nobody, we didn't even know what was going to happen. We was like, yo, it might might go down backstage, it might go down on stage. It was a lot of tension. But uh, we had T.K. Kravitz, we had had Ari Lennox. Yeah, we did. Wale made an appearance. Wale popped up. Yeah. I'm missing somebody. Oh, Danny Lay. Danny Lay, was Danny Lay yep. came out. Yep. Uh, Michi performed. Sure did. Yeah. Sure did. It oh, was, was crazy. And this was before Ari Lennox was even signed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it was crazy to me because I remember standing on stage, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, doing video and everything. And I look at the crowd, about three, over about 3,000 people oh, we, sold out. We, we sold it out with like two sold weeks to go. I told, I told, I told the bosses, I said, yo, y'all should have got me a bigger <laughs> venue. Because they was down there. It was like, yo, we going to put you over here. I said, 3,000 not going to be enough. Y'all need to take it to the wharf. Give me that 5,000. I'll sell out 5,000. Yeah. No, it's the first one, J1, and da 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 I said, all right. All right. Oh, <laughs> but know, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give credit where credit's due. I yeah. gotta shout out Angie, Angie, and Gemini because cool. we were talking about that show, and I remember I took them to lunch, and I was like, you know, I want to put together this first concert for 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 KYS, yeah. and I just needed ideas and a brainstorm. And I remember Angie saying, "We need to do something around R and B. DC is an R and B city. Yeah. If you do an R and B show, J one." Yeah. It'll go off. Yeah. And Gemini co-signed it. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I I trust I trust my people like that. And yeah. it sounded good. It made sense. Yeah. And we ended up doing it. Yeah. I mean, set the blueprint, man, because you just answered the question. Cause I was gonna ask you, like, what made you even make that move to like say when you got here that this is one of the first things that you were gonna this is one of the first things you were gonna do. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think it, it was because even after you left, you know, it, it set the blueprint because even the other PD that came in, they try to they try to make it before I left even uh, a part of like the you know the the main events for for the company. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it was so dope. But you know, from there we went all the way to you know came back to Atlanta, Pandora. Yeah, um, got that call, had to make that move. 
and we're gonna talk a little about a little bit about, about that uh, because I think you have you have a lot of accomplishments in in the short time that you've been there, you know. And I want to go over them, and you know what I'm saying. And a- as I mentioned, an accomplishment or something that you've done thus far, we're gonna hear this right here. <laughs> oh man, right? that's a good shot, man. <laughs> All right, so we have. Sirius XM Pandora playback was one thing that you did. Yes. Amen. Um, we got New Music Friday Top 3. Okay. Which you yeah, did. Yeah. All right. I, I went all the way back. And we got um, the Connect Four Convo, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we have Top Shelf. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know, Top, top Shelf is, is a playlist. Um, um, hip-hop, R&B. Um, it's actually one of the largest in the country. We're talking about over 5 million listeners um, that it has. You know, you did a bunch of other stuff and some new stuff coming up. We got The Booth. Am I saying that right? The, yeah, the, the Booth. The Booth coming up. And back in July 2020, you guys did something amazing in partnership with LeBron James um, and Maverick Carter the the Uninterrupted radio. Uninterrupted radio. Yeah. How did that come? How did that come about? Well, that that deal was made uh, through the head of our our well, the chief content officer. Shout to Scott Greenstein. He's one of the best in the business, and I've learned so much from him. Yeah. Uh, Just a a smart dude, and the way his brain thinks, man, and 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 just big ideas and stuff. Um, That was his brainchild. Okay. So he put it together, but um, you know, he asked me to be the liaison and Mm -hmm. actually be the point person for that to, to facilitate putting the playlist together and working with the awesome team at uninterrupted, uh, to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I I don't know if we can do this, but, um, I was listening to the imaging for top shelf. Okay. Um, you know, that thing is smooth. I don't know. Can we play a little bit of that? Is that okay? Is that all right? Can we do that? Go 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 ahead, Can man. This your, this your show. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I, I, you know, I got I got to get permission because this thing is smooth, <laughs> y'all. This is the imaging for Top Shelf. Listen, check it out. All your favorite hits, new music, and emerging artists live on Top Shelf Rap and R&B, featuring the latest from Two Chains and Malaya. She been quarantined, Ty Dolla Sign featuring Future and Young Thug. Ah, baby, let me up. Ah, baby, carry me. Ah, baby. H-E-R, her. Holding me tight, loving me right, giving me life. Just search Top Shelf on Pandora or tap here to listen. The next wave of music is now. Check out this 2021 Pandora artist to watch. On Pandora now. Listen, y'all gonna have to... Y'all gonna have to... So... So, so, <laughs> full disclosure, I gotta get you a a, a more current promo. Okay. That that was an older promo, that but was I the first, that was the, the that was like when we was, yeah, yeah when we was yeah, lo- when we was yeah. like first launching. The, well, no, nah, I launched the station when I first got there, but that was yeah. like a year into it, and we was trying it. to boost the the listeners Absolutely. and stuff like that. Wow, you you went in the archives and got that one. <laughs> I, I don't even remember that one, but. Uh, yeah, I got to get you some updated promos, no, but, but I appreciate but, it. Though. No, but that was smooth, man. Yeah. I, I think it was it was phenomenal. All of this in just a short time that you've been there. Um, there's something that you guys are also doing that I think is really amazing. And Coco Jones is actually one of the first artists that you're going to oh, do. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The Artist Accelerator um, yeah. program. Um, talk to us about that. We're talking about 6 to 12 artists over the next two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, shout out to my, my other... Uh, supervisor Steve Blatter. That's who yeah. I, I, I report into, and this is something that he's wanted to do 
for a long time. Yeah. You know, he's been at, at Sirius XM for, for a minute. Yeah. And he's always wanted to develop, like, this new artist program. Mm -hmm. And when Sirius acquired Pandora and he, um, you know, became the person to oversee both platforms. Yeah. You know, he came to me and was like, hey, I really want you to spearhead this this, this artist development program or yeah. this artist accelerator program. So, yeah. you know, we sat down, him, myself, and another gentleman uh, named Jeff Regan. Uh, mm -hmm. That's my guy. We, we put it together with the, the folks from marketing and social and yeah. uh, different different departments in the in the company. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it was a... Uh, it was a big undertaking because you had two different platforms mm -hmm. that were coming together to show the power yeah. of of the reach uh, 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 of what we what we can do when we're together, how we can really really help break an artist. Yeah. So we had to figure out who our first artist was going to be because mm. we just couldn't go out with anybody. It had okay. to be somebody that was going to hit. I was know? about to ask that. How do you guys decide? Who the spotlight? Or the, yeah, or the, the, like the. I mean, it's it's a number of factors. Like, there's no there's no formula to it. There's no like particular checklist because mm -hmm. we've launched what three artists yeah. so far, and yeah. they're all very different. Okay. Like Coco is with Def Jam. She had a background with Disney. Yeah. Um, she was on TV, but a lot of people didn't know her for her music yeah. uh, at that time. Yeah. Now they do. Yeah. Like now her music yeah. is, is everywhere. Right. Um, and then, you know, the, 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 the next person, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a country yeah, artist. Country, right. Yeah, yeah. And then we went to, you know, a rock band. Yeah. Right. And I don't even believe, I don't think the, the country artists had just signed with the label. Mm. So, you know, so you got to be signed. Everybody. No, no, okay. no. Like no, they were, they were, they were independent. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were, they, they were independent. It was either the, the, the rock, the rock group or the country artists. One of them either just signed and the other one was completely independent. independent. Okay. So like, again, it doesn't, I say that to say is like, it just has to be the right situation. Mm -hmm. It has to be an artist that we really believe in an artist that not just has one song, mm -hmm. but has, multiple songs that we can choose from because mm -hmm. it's called artist accelerator and yeah. not music accelerator mm, that's because neat. we want to, we want to focus on the artist right. and not just the particular song. Yeah. Right. We want this to be a long relationship. So, yeah. you know, um, we, we had a good conversation with, with Def Jam mm -hmm. shout to Tunji over there. Who, who's running it, man. Uh, one of the best and youngest, uh, CEOs and producers yeah. in, in the, uh, excuse me, presidents. Yeah. Um, in music right now. Yeah. And we had a good conversation and him and his team over there, they were like, Hey, here's our list of artists that, yeah. you know, we want to propose. And they were very excited about Coco Jones. And we listened to like her music, ICU and yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff that she had on our upcoming project. Yeah. And we just felt it was a good fit. Cause, yeah. uh, yeah. cause I had met her. Shoot. This was back in, I want to say 2021. We just opened up the office. Okay. And um it was either twenty twenty one or early twenty twenty two. I can't I can't remember. Whenever she had Calibra out. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was right, I think that was right around then. Yeah. yeah. It was right around then. When she had Calibra out, yeah. we were actually playing Calibra very heavy okay. on Pandora and I was playing it on Pandora now. She okay. came through to the Atlanta office yeah. and we chopped it up and I just thought she was an amazing person. Yeah. Like just super dope, down to earth. 
uh, very personable. Obviously, she was very talented, but we also wanted an artist that, like, okay, if we're doing content with yeah. you, you weren't going to be dry. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and, and she just, she was just the, the perfect first artist. Yeah. And, and, and we were very thankful that we were able to capture, uh, to, to capture that moment when we did mm-hmm. and, and really back her when we did, because a couple months after that, we saw different media outlets yeah. and streaming platforms putting their stamp on, on, yeah. on her as well. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, that's, that's what we wanted. We're yeah. not going to say we're the ones that, 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 that played her for the world and yeah. introduced her to the world. Yeah. We just want to be the ones when they look back, they was like, you got the party started. You, the party started. you, you already, you need that one person yeah. that's going to step out on the dance floor yeah. and start dancing and yeah. everybody else going to come in. Stuff. So we, yeah. we wanted to be that for, for her. Coco's been amazing. She's she, like, you know, from, like you said, a lot of people know her from like her, her acting, not so much of, of the, of the music. Right. Like from let it shine. And of course, you know, been on the Fresh Prince as well, you know, the... Uh, yeah, yeah, the Bel-Air, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but there's something you said that's so key to me, and that's about, you said, not, it's not called Music Accelerator, it's called Artist Accelerator. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about that, because when we look at the landscape, you have a unique position in, in the sense of you've been on terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. now you're, you know, being on streaming, you've been on all aspects of it. Do you think when you look at the artists that are, when it comes to emerging artists, up and coming artists, do you think that streaming is is the is the better route in your humble, honest opinion? For an emerging artist? Emerging up and coming, trying to break through compared to radio. I mean Because you were one of the prophets back yeah. then that you know that that kind of saw this coming. Well, I think I, I say it like this. Radio is still necessary. Yeah. It's just in the in the whole matriculation for our artists mm-hmm. and artist development, radio shouldn't be your first stop. Mm. Wow, okay. okay. Yeah. Radio radio shouldn't be be your first stop uh if you're trying to like establish yourself as an artist. Mm. Now, it definitely needs to be a stop. Like yeah. if you get some buzz and some momentum. Yeah. And you're really trying to become, you're trying to go from star to super, superstar, yeah. right? Um, that's when, you know, radio comes into play because yeah. radio could take you from getting 50000 a show to a hundred grand a show yeah. if you're getting, like, real rotation across yeah. the country. Yeah. But as far as, like, you saying, like, yo, I want radio to break my record, mm. that's not really their infrastructure anymore. That's mm. not, that's not what people go to them for anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to understand the landscape. It's, okay. you know, there's, there's many different pieces of the pie mm-hmm. as an artist that you have to, you have to fill in. Mm-hmm. So even streaming, yeah. like you can't just rely on streams alone. Yeah. If you want to really capitalize off of all your revenue opportunities or your, your, your exposure opportunities or even your audience opportunities, yeah. you gotta, you gotta hit different pockets. Okay. Okay. That's dope. I mean, that's so cute. But well, that's, that's actually, that's free game, y'all. That's free <laughs> game for real. Um, talk to us about, you know, cause earlier this year, I think it was right around March. You guys rolled out, um, the, the booth 
Like, yeah. That right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. How is that? T- talk to us about that concept, and you guys are really spotlighting emerging up and coming artists, um, which is something that that you know is a passion of yours. You've always wanted to do. Oh yeah. Well, I just want to go back, and when I when I preface radio, I mean like terrestrial radio. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I'm not talking yeah. about satellite radio because no. Sirius XM kind of yeah. does things differently. Yeah, They're yeah. not very traditional. But yeah. um, you was talking about the booth. Yeah. So the booth was a a content series that me and my team had talked about that uh, we just wanted to do something fun. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do, uh, you know, another content piece where we could give emerging artists a platform to perform. But we wanted to put like a little twist on it as far as like them having to perform over a classic beat. And it's twofold because you want, you know, if you're if you're a new artist and you're doing an unfamiliar song, there needs yeah. to be something familiar about it. Yeah. To capture people's attention. It's okay. just the way we're wired and yeah. stuff. Yeah. People say they want to hear new music, but a lot of times they want to hear the stuff that they know and they can sing to it that <laughs> that that invokes a feeling to yeah. them, right? Yeah. So so we started doing the booth and also, you know, I grew up watching Rap City mm. and yeah. and the basement and all yeah. that. And I used to love when they would go into yeah. the booth and freestyle yeah. and yeah. That was like the coolest thing to me. Yeah. So that's kind of what that whole thing was about, was kind of recreating that whole mm-hmm. booth vibe. Okay. And uh, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I really I really like listening to, you know, the finished product. I remember Neek Bucks was actually the first one that we did. Uh-huh. And and I, I had his joint on repeat before we even published it because, right. like, I had it in my phone and I just kept playing it because it was so hard. Yeah. And uh, I forget the beat that he did. He did like a he did like a Mob Deep Cameron joint. Yeah. We're gonna but, find it. We're gonna yeah, the, the, gonna, the joint yeah. the the beat was so hard yeah. um, though, and the way he just he killed it, man. And what he was what he was spitting, I was like, yeah. man, I, I gotta I gotta keep <laughs> I gotta keep running that back, man. I, I was playing it like I had it in my own personal stash, man. <laughs> and I told I told him what I saw. I said, yo, I can't get joint on repeat. <laughs> he started laughing. <laughs> Yo, that's amazing, man. So do you guys, what, do, do, this is specifically, how do you guys decide on which artist makes it on, on that platform? How do you go in the process of, of choosing who, who you spotlight on that? Um, again, it just has to make sense. Okay. It just has to, it has to feel right. It has to make sense for the artist. It has to make sense for us. Mm-hmm. So it sometimes it's not even based off of people like, oh, they got to have this amount of social media followers. Yeah. Yeah. We've done people that have low followership, yeah. but it's just the situation. Who's right. walking you in and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's a case-by-case basis. So you, you just said that real quick. Say that one more time. He said it's, you said it's a situation depending on who's walking you in. Well, who's all, yeah, yeah who's, who, who's, who's, who's walking you in also. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it could be we like, you know, we like your following yeah. or you put out dope music yeah. or um, or somebody's walking you in the building, yeah. right? Yeah. Like. Uh, shout to Nando STL. Yeah, he's he's T Pain's artist. Right. So T Pain walked him in. Was like, yo, you know, I want I wanted to rock in with y'all. Right. Okay, right. let's yeah. go. That's you know, good. I've known Pain for a while, yeah. so it was like, let, let let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So, but um, but I say that to say, you know, we, we can't can't have every artist come yeah. in. Yeah, we got to be selective. Yeah, absolutely. That, <laughs> that's absolutely. that's the nature of music. Yeah, every artist want to get playlisted, but we. Just can't do it. Yeah. So, it, it it depends on how you make yourself stand out. Yeah. yeah. Now speaking of podcasts, you know, 
we on a podcast, but uh, you had or still have a podcast. I mean, you you were doing it for a while. You know the success. I had it. I had single. it. I let it go. It. I let know? it go. To- now, but we 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 we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that because what was interesting to me for those of you who don't know, it's called Successful and Single is the name of the podcast. And one of the things that you said that was so key to me or was kind of like interesting to me, you talked about the fact that. You know, it, it's hard for successful people to find love, and and I, and I wanted is that? Do you really? Why do you think it's it's hard for? Is that? Why do you think that? Well, through my conversations, yeah, of talking with the guests that I had on there, mm-hmm. I started seeing like a recurring theme. Yeah. It's just a lot of us are just focused on us. Yeah, like we focused on our own goals and we're very driven. Yeah. And when somebody else comes around and we feel like they're a hindrance to that, mm. we don't really have a lot of a yeah. lot of leeway. Yeah. And I know for me personally, yeah. And and and, and I admit this like I'm very I'm very selfish with my time. Mm. You know, like I, I I'm 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 a creature of habit. Yeah. I like a, a nice routine. I yeah. wake up at a certain time. Yeah. I work out at a certain time. Yeah. Like I, I write down everything that I'm going to do for the day. Yeah. So when my, my schedule or my cadence gets thrown off, yeah. I, I get a little a- agitated. Right. I get a little antsy. So, so what happens, in, it, what was happening in my case was, uh, you know, I would start dating people and, if I felt like they was throwing me off in any little way, mm-hmm. then I was like, I was gone. Okay. Because one thing about me is like, I'm a, I'm a get to my goals. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a get to where I need to get to. Cause yeah. the last thing I want is if I don't get somewhere and I feel like I sacrificed mm. something that I didn't necessarily have to sacrifice right. and I didn't get there because of that. Mm. I'm going to look back and then I don't want to resent nobody. Right. You know, if right. I didn't make it, I right. want to be because of me. Right. I don't want to be because somebody came along. Yeah. Somebody came, some, somebody yeah. came along and messed up the flow. No, yeah. like I, 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 there's only one person that I need to look at for, for my, my failures. And, and that's me. And that's you. That's me. So, um, uh, so I just think, I think successful people is just like one, we're always on the go Mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, you you don't want to settle for the bullshit. (laughs) Excuse me if I can curse or not. Yeah. Yeah, You just don't want, you just don't want to settle for, for nothing less. Cause it's like, you know, we work hard. So why can't we have the best? Right. Uh, So you're saying, you're saying, you're saying that you don't want somebody that, that'll come and mess up the flow. You want someone that'll come fit in perfectly with what's going on and just go on the ride and the journey with you is what you sound Yeah, like. somebody that's going to enhance and really be understanding because right. I, I move around a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I'm traveling a lot. I go to different meetings. Yeah. I work, you know, I have 12-hour days yeah. and stuff. So you got you to gotta understand. And then, yeah. then when I'm not working, I'm going to be in the gym or doing something because yeah. I believe in keeping myself healthy. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, I spend time with my parents because yeah. they live in the city. So yeah. it's very important that that I get that time with them, especially that they're in their latter years. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that that's gonna come. Yeah, that's in my life. So if you're, if you feel like, well, you know, I'm just fitting you in. Yeah, 
then yeah, you're right. I am fitting you in. I'm, I'm making time for you. I'm fitting you into what I got going on in my ecosystem. Right. And I'm not saying this is right. I'm just right. saying this is this me. Is and this is probably why I'm by myself right. and don't have no kids. Hey, right. hey. You know, and, and, I, and I admit that. I think what's important to you is that you saying that, you know, there there is that fact of like, you know, sacrifices need to be made. No, um, it, it, they do. About, they yeah, do. Yeah, it's it, about the right sacrifice being made. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not going to like, listen... I've gone through a lot of just messed up. Uh, yeah. I don't even say messed up, but I, I've I, I've done dating wrong, yeah. you know, to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm ready and yeah. I'm going to do this and I'm want to do that. And then I had to have a conversation with myself. Yeah. It's like, what do you really want? And it's like you like you enjoy your routine. You yeah. enjoy you enjoy working hard. You enjoy yeah. accomplishing stuff. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I don't like sitting around just not doing anything all day. Yeah. Like it, it don't sit right with me, yeah. you know? And I don't know if that's like a good habit to have because sometimes you do need to decompress and, mm-hmm. and get some time to yourself. But, um, but I've realized like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to sacrifice yeah. what I got going on right yeah. now. I'm, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Like yeah. at the end of the day, you're responsible for your happiness. Yeah. Nobody else is responsible for your happiness. And I think that's where, where people get messed up in relationships because they'll get in a relationship and expect this person to, to make them happy. Mm. Oh, you're not making me happy or yeah. you're not making me whole. Well, that's where you're messing up. You're supposed to be happy and whole on your own. Yeah. And then you if you meet a, another person and they're happy and whole, mm. then y'all both are two whole and happy people. Yeah. So God forbid somebody else, you're not feeling whole. You might be at 75%. Mm-hmm. You always gonna be whole because that person is operating at a hundred percent. Or even if y'all are both operating at 50-50 for whatever mm. reason, y'all are still whole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you know, people oh, I need my better half and and all that. No, like be whole. Yeah. Accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yeah. And then get with somebody that's gonna enhance that. That's, that's but again, I, I I'm just giving advice that 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 hasn't worked for me so far. So you know, listen, wait, listen, wait. listen to me if you want. Wait, wait, wait. But if you don't, wait, wait. I understand. <laughs> hey man, listen, you do a lot, and I mean, I got a couple of questions for you before I let you go. But um, mm-hmm. you do a lot, and I'm curious to know how do you maintain your sanity? Because mental health is key, especially in this business. How how do you n- make sure that you you don't lose your mind? You don't take anything out on anyone you know, keeping your peace, how do you do that? Because that's something I know that I'm, you know, I'm curious about, you know, as, as, yeah. As, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I have my mental battles like everybody else mm-hmm. does. Um, You know, I go through my times of self-doubt. Yeah. I go through my times where I'm down or not feeling the best that I can be. Yeah. The, the, the key is I don't allow myself to stay there. And then I have different outlets that that help uh, keep my mental in a good space, right? So again, like I told you, I'm a creature of habit. So I wake up, I read my scriptures, I read something motivational, I listen to something motivational, I listen to like a quick sermon or something. Um, then I go to the gym, I work out. So once I've done all that, like I've exercised my mind, my body and my soul. So then I'm ready to face the day. And then a lot of my friends and family in my circle are not in my business or not in the music business. So the people that I hang out with or that I break bread with, 
um, they do something completely different. So we're, it's a different type of energy. So okay. we're talking about different things. We're laughing. Yeah. They look at me as Josh Rayford. They don't look at me as yeah. J1. Okay. So, uh, you know, I could, I could kind of let my guard down yeah. and, and just relax and have a good time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, again, I hang out with my parents a lot yeah. too. Uh, you know, I take my dad to top golf on the weekends and mm-hmm. we have a good time. Um, take take them out to eat. So there's a lot of different stuff that I do that just just really just helps me either relieve stress or keeps my mental in yeah. balance. Yeah. Um but but it's a constant thing that you have to do. Mm. You know, because it's not like, oh, if I do this one time I'm good. No, yeah. because there's always gonna be attacks on your mind. That's mm. the first place that the devil attacks a person. Yeah they attack their mind because yeah. if he can get into your mind or mm. get into your thought process, yeah. everything else will follow suit yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So, and it's not even, it's not even that, that the enemy can make you do something. It's all about suggestions. Mm. It's all about like, Oh, you don't think you're as good. You're not really as good as you, you mm. think you are. Or what if this goes wrong? Yeah. Or what if that happens? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah. And, and it's like, if you see a bug in your house, you let that bug come in, you have a choice. Oh, yeah, I let it go. But then two weeks later, you have five more bugs mm. or you have a whole ant colony. Yeah, yeah. That's the same thing with negative and crazy thoughts. You let it get in your head, you got to get it out. Yeah. You got to squish it. You got yeah. you to you choke that seed out. Because yeah. yeah. if you don't, it'll, it'll, it'll fester in there. It'll start growing and other yeah. stuff comes in. Uh, I told somebody today, it's like being in a boat. You got water all around you, you fine, right? And there's all types of stuff in the water, sharks, jellyfish, whatever you want to say, but you're in the boat. Yeah. Now, the second that water starts coming in, that's when you're in trouble. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Might be crazy stuff going all around you, negative people, negative thoughts, wildness, but as long as you don't let it get inside of you, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to maintain. Yeah. But once it gets inside you, yeah. that's when... You gotta, you gotta do your best to get it out. So yeah. I'm always fighting that fight. You talk a lot about God and family, and and how important is that? Because one of the things you always say, God first. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. And I never forget a story. I think it was Joel Osteen that was in town or something like that. Oh, I went and to see Joel in DC. Yeah. Joel, I said he, he was like, yeah, I'm driving, driving there tonight. You know, because I, I, you know, I got, I need to go say I need that good word. Yeah. How how how, how important is that for you? Because that's something that it's it's hard to find. You know. It's yeah. In our business, people that put God first, you know? I mean, I tell people that this business is about relationships, but the most important relationship that you'll ever have or that you can have is with God. Yeah. That's where all relationships start. Yeah. That's where they all end. Yeah. So if your relationship ain't right with God, yeah. then your other relationships ain't going to be right. Yeah. They might seem cool temporarily, yeah. but eventually a house built on sand is going to sink. So I'm not saying that I've, I do everything perfect yeah. or that like I've done everything perfect or according to, to, to God's word. But the one thing that I'm always going to do is I'm always going to talk with them. I'm always going to give them thanks. Yeah. I'm always going to be a tither and I'm never going to, I'm never going to run away from them yeah. no matter how bad I messed up or if I did something completely opposite of 
what I know is right. Yeah. Not just an accidental, oh, I messed up. Yeah. Like, no, I I did this knowing full and well that, like, it it, it goes against what God said. I I have enough integrity in my heart to to ask for forgiveness and know that he forgives me and still move forward. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, at the end of the day, I know I wouldn't be here where I'm at uh, if it wasn't for God. And that's what really keeps me calm and keeps my, my mental in that state that no matter what's happening or how bad things may seem or how bad I might trip up. I'm like, no, God did not bring me this far to fail. Mm. And even this this setback is not the end of my story, or it, it's 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 not powerful enough to to stop what God has in my life. Yeah. No person or no thing is that powerful. Yeah. And when you have that mentality, it just puts things in perspective. And that's one of the constant reminders I always have to tell myself: like, man, this person is pissing me off, or they said this, or they did me like that. And man, I just hear, I hear, I hear that voice say, is that person more powerful than me? Mm. And I'd be like, nah. Yeah. And he's like, then why are you tripping? Yeah. Why are you even stressing them? Yeah. You know, what's a, what, what's, what's a, what's a, what's a grasshopper to a giant? Mm. Right? Yes, sir. Like, why are you, yes, sir. Why are you even looking at that? Yeah. Uh, Joel Osteen said something so profound. He was just like, when an eagle is getting bothered by a crow, he don't fight the crow. You know what he do? He just go higher. He go to an altitude that he knows the, the crow can't can't fly up to. Yes, sir. Because he said eagles can fly as high as planes. Yeah. Crows can't get that high. So yeah. instead of fighting something that you know is less powerful than you, you just, you just rise up. Oh, yes, I got sir. the applause on that one. <laughs> that was Joel, though. Anyway, but yeah, so... So yeah, that's that. I, I'm always gonna uh, give God the glory and and always have that relationship. Hip hop fifty. Hip hop fifty. Yes, August. You know, turning fifty this year. Um, just got a few questions for you. Yeah, some fun stuff. Um, first, what was your first? If you can recall your first interaction, your first contact, I would say with hip hop, whether hearing a hip hop song or being at a concert. What was that for you? Man. Um. There's this song, you talk too much. Oh, boy, you never shut up. I was singing that song, and my grandmother was in the car, and I was singing that song, and my, my dad, like, turned around and wanted to smack the <laughs> hell out of me for that. I think that was, like, the first uh, interaction. But as far as, like, actually, like, uh, uh, like buying albums yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff, sheesh, what was that, what was that first, first, like, real album? Uh that I bought it had to have been the chronic. Okay. Yeah. And uh man, I just remember having that joint on repeat. Yeah. And then um Enter the 36 Chambers by Wu Tang was another yeah. classic album. Of course, Ready to Die, uh, All Eyes on Me. Mm. Uh watching the first Source Awards yeah. when Andre 3000 said the South got something to say. <laughs> and, you know, Snoop Dogg, y'all ain't got, East Coast ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. And it's that whole, you know, come to death row. That, man, 
that was that's what I really knew. I was like, man, I, I I want I wanted to be in the music game. Oh wow! I was like, I, I wanted to be Puffy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, he he was the coolest guy on earth to me at that yeah. time. But um, but yeah, it's just amazing, man. It's a blessing. Fifty years of hip hop, yeah. and there's there were so many people that didn't think hip hop was gonna survive or it yeah. was a fad, and yeah. it's gone through so much and it's evolved so much. Yeah. Uh, it's just a beautiful thing to watch, and yeah. now we see see artists, you know, I talked about Puffy. Now you see his son yeah. just got his first number one song. Yeah. You know, you're seeing, you're seeing the sons of hip hop artists mm. coming to their own, yeah. which is, which is crazy to yeah. think about. Right. Yeah. You have, you have rappers that are over 50 right now yeah. and still doing it. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's coming into like how rock and roll with those legacy artists, like, yeah. you know, the Rolling Stones yeah. and, and 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 Kiss and Aerosmith, yeah. how these guys are yeah. in their sixties and seventies yeah. and still selling out crowds and concerts. Yeah. That we're seeing the same thing with hip hop, yeah. when you know with Wu Tang still going on yeah. world tours and everything like that, and and the Locks and all these legacy artists that are going out and selling out crowds and arenas. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one last question before I let you go. It was called like your goat song, like. If you could listen to one song, your last day on earth, you can only listen to one song, what would it be? Ooh, one song. I can't, just one song? Okay, give me three, whatever, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's tough. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I Ain't Mad At You by Tupac. Okay. I think that's one of the most beautiful songs. Okay. Because uh, this is my last day on earth, so yeah. you know I I need some I need something for the soul. So so I ain't mad at you. Um, all that I got is you by Ghostface Killer. Yeah, Ooh, that's okay. that's that's another that's another beautiful song. And and if I'm gonna pick something new, and I'm telling you, it's my last day. I'm 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 going with Lil Durk and J Cole all my life, y'all. I'm going I'm going sentimental, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Listen, we can talk forever, man, but I, you know, I am so grateful for the opportunity, um, you know, just sitting here with me for the mentorship over the years. You know, I'm always say like, no matter how busy you are, you always make time for a little old me. And I really <laughs> it's appreciate all good, it. Bro. You know what I mean? Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the platform. Um, guys, you know, this is High Vibrations Only. We're here. We're going to be here every week. You know, once, once we get rolling, we're going to be here every week for sure. Um. Like I always say, you know, um, vibe high, live better. Um, I don't know if you have anything, closing thoughts, the anything you have coming up that you want to share, or just, you know, closing thoughts that you, you want to share. I think I ran my, my mouth enough, man. Okay. I just say, you know, keep God first in everything that you do. Amen. And that's it. Thank you, guys. See you guys later. Peace out.